Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm really glad you join us. Uh, a little later in the program, we're going to talk about the rain last week and the flooding that happened as a result of that rain. You ever wonder why that happened so often here in southeast Michigan? There's a one-word answer. Infrastructure the crumbling infrastructure that we have and the disinvestment that has gone on for a long time in that infrastructure. We're going to talk about how we reverse that and how we do it before more of this kind of catastrophic flooding takes place. So you're going to want to stay tuned to that segment, which will get started just at about half past the hour. But first, it is election day here in Michigan. Yes, you heard that right. We don't talk very often about May elections, especially when they happen in off years, but they are really important. Several communities in Metro Detroit have millages and other proposals on the ballot today. Arguably, these are the kinds of decisions that affect you most. Close in local decisions, local government. But today's elections are even more significant because they're the first time that people will be able to exercise new voting rights under last year's Proposal 3 initiative. That means no reason absentee voting and same-day registration are now part of the electoral landscape here in Michigan. This is also the first election that is being overseen by our new Michigan Secretary of State, Jocelyn Benson. And she joins us now to talk about how all of these changes will roll out. Jocelyn Benson, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Yes. Good morning, Stephen. Happy Election Day. Yes, happy Election Day. Even though it's a rainy Election Day, I always worry about that suppressing turnout. But uh, let's hope that people still get to the polls. Uh, let's start uh, by talking about these new voting rights that were enacted by Proposal 3. Uh, what will be different for folks? Well, two main things will be different in this election. One, voters can register to vote uh, today if they want to vote today. Uh, they can register to vote up until 8 p.m., uh, and uh, you have to do so at your local or township clerk's office. Uh, but when you do so, you'll be able to get your ballot right there and cast it and be on your way. So this is uh, something in place in many other states. It's now in place in Michigan. And the second big change is that voters, uh, had they wanted to vote ahead of time, avoid the rainy uh, election day, they could vote by mail uh, and, um, and, and request and return uh, a ballot uh, without even leaving their home uh, if they'd like to uh, in this election. And uh, in, in fact, we, we anticipate more voters will be doing that and taking advantage of that. Uh, opportunity in future cycles. But uh, in this one alone, more than 5,000 voters requested to vote by mail uh, wow. that hadn't done so in the past. Wow. So we're already seeing citizens take advantage of that new opportunity, too. So, so I remember after last year's election, there was some scramble for a bit about how to enact these these changes and whether we needed to do them as quickly as uh, as people mm -hmm. wanted. Can you can you talk through how difficult it is uh, to have something pass in November and then have an election in May where the new rules have to have to be in place? Yeah, it was. It's certainly a challenge, but it's a good challenge because one, we could uh, in a, an election like today where there's 545 small elections happening throughout the state and 65 of our 83 counties. Uh, it gives us an opportunity and, frankly, our clerks an opportunity to really see how these two particular provisions, voting by mail and, and registering to vote up to and on Election Day, will play out uh, to a greater extent next year. 
So what will that mean for staffing? Uh, what will that mean for counting? Because every ballot that's sent in by mail is not counted in a precinct. Like in, in past elections, it's counted centrally. Uh, and uh, and so what, what will we need to do to ensure we've got the resources in place to count an influx of ballots returned by mail uh, centrally? And so um, all of those things uh, we're piloting and testing out today. Uh, and then there are other provisions as well, like automatic voter registration that will be happening in our branch offices that we're also testing and rolling out uh, in a way that we hope is uh, intentionally strategic and uh, and careful so that we're uh, learning from other states that have done this already and implementing the best practices here in our state to avoid pitfalls that others have encountered in other states. So, so when you talk about things like same-day registration, which is a, is a pretty profound change at the polls, uh, what do people need to know about how they exercise those new rights? Uh, are you trying to make sure that people know how to do that? Yeah, certainly. Uh, it, well, it's one, it's just to make sure that no one in no eligible voter is blocked from voting based on either not registering or or not deciding to register until election day. But also if someone at any point uh, in the future is wrongly removed or has been in the past wrongly removed from our voter registration list for whatever reason, uh, or if there's any type of inaccuracy in our list that might previously had blocked someone from voting, uh, they now can fix that on election day when they show up to vote. Uh, and uh, it, it helps us ensure our voter rolls are accurate, but more importantly, it helps our voters ensure that they're they're able to cast their ballot and no administration snafu or lack of registration on their part uh, stops them from doing so. And are there still challenges to some of these provisions that came out of Proposal Three? There were there were there were groups who who weren't happy with the changes or with the pace of the change. Are we still mm-hmm. in the middle of uh, uh, sorting all of that out? Yeah, well, we're working with local clerks because every local community is different to assess really what they need specifically, whether it's staffing, resources, um, you know, or what other educational support we could provide at the state level uh, and to really match the need of every local community in implementing all of these statewide changes. Uh, and so it's going it, it to, is, um, it is a, is a big jump. We've gone from being a state that's really behind most other states to one that is now um, got a laundry list of the best voting laws and rights in the country uh, matching many other states. We've still got some more to, to some ways to go, but uh, the, the challenge now is making sure that not only are our clerks prepared to effectively and robustly implement all these changes, but that our voters really know about them. Uh, we want citizens to know uh, that you can vote by mail. We want everyone, even folks today, to, who, who may say, well, I just moved here or I'm, you know, I'm not sure I've registered. Like that is no longer a barrier to casting your ballot in our state. You can now go to your clerk's office and register if you're not. Um, and uh, and so, you know, this it's, it's certainly a new day for Michigan's democracy, um, but we are um, also implementing all these changes in a way that um, we hope will avoid any types of errors or challenges that other states have encountered. My guest is Jocelyn Benson. Uh, she is Michigan's Secretary of State. And we are talking about this being Election Day here in Michigan. Lots of local elections taking place uh, in communities across the state. Uh, People have millages to decide and other proposals. Uh, We're talking about some of the changes that voters will encounter at the polls now that uh, Proposal 3 
passed last year and uh, opened up a lot of different opportunities to be able to vote in different ways. Absentee voting, no reason absentee voting, same-day registration. Both of those are now in effect here in Michigan. We're also talking about this being the first election that the Secretary of State, the new Secretary of State, is overseeing. If you want to join the conversation, give us a call. Uh, Do you vote in these off-year elections? Do you even know that they're taking place? Tell us why or why not. Uh, Also tell us if there's a big proposal in your community that you're watching. Is there a millage that you're really concerned about or another proposal that has your attention? Also, do you plan to take advantage of these new voting rights under Proposal 3? Are you voting absentee because you just want to? Or are you going to show up at the polls and register and vote today, which is another new right that you have here in Michigan? Uh, As always, the number on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there. Or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. Uh, and we will we will work you into the conversation uh, before we go to phones, Justin. I want to I want to ask you about these off year elections, uh, these local elections. Um, how significant are they? Well, the the issues on the ballot certainly are significant. You've got everything from school millages, new decisions about funding at the local level for schools, as well as funding for libraries and you know, fire stations and parks and recreation areas public pools, all of those things are are being decided directly today in 545 jurisdictions and communities throughout our state. So it's it's not as splashy or flashy as as the statewide and presidential elections, and we're not inundated with ads on our television about how to vote necessarily (laughs) on particular proposals, but it is in many ways just as or if not more important to, to participate in elections like those held today because the decisions made will have a direct impact on uh, you know the day-to-day life living in these communities, sending your kids to school, going to the library, whether you know, the fire station is fully funded. So all of those things are important, and that's why voices must be heard today, just uh, like any other election. Uh, does, does the local nature of the elections put more burden on the local clerks uh, than, than the, the statewide elections that we have, or is, is that just always uh, consistent? Oh, yeah, I think our, our clerks work. Uh, the burden is consistent throughout every day. And I mean, they work tirelessly to meet the expectations of our voters and uh, comply with these new requirements. Uh, and as I said, the needs are different in every community. Some mm-hmm. communities, there's only one person running elections at the local level. And so, um, you know, they, they bring in additional people to count the extra ballots and things like that. But resources are tight and, and the, the hours are long. So, um, so certainly thank an election worker if you see them today for the work they're doing as well. Uh, and uh, But we're doing what we can at the state level to make sure they've got uh, what they need to do their jobs. But certainly, um, you know, the, the intricacies of running elections are no different on days like today, even if you have lower turnout and perhaps um, shorter lines, uh, because, you know, the um, a lot of the details still have to be um, protected and checked. And, you know, election security is as important today as it is in a, in a larger election. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Uh, Earl in Dearborn. Earl, what's on your mind? Oh, hi. Thanks, Stephen. Um, I just had a question for Secretary Benson. My daughter goes to school in Ann Arbor, and uh, one of the things that I think was imposed years ago was a requirement to stop students from uh, you know, voting or throughout a state by making them, uh, they, they, their address has to match what their driver's license is. So right. I guess first the question is, 
does this new amendment help alleviate that problem? And then secondly, um, is if not, is there any effort, at least in the legislature, to try to curb that? Because it seems like it's just an attempt to, to decrease turnout from people who perhaps the legislature doesn't want voting. Hmm. Earl, I really appreciate the questions there. Uh, Jocelyn Benson, uh, what are we doing with those issues? Yeah, so you've got uh, two laws in place that that have combined had an impact on making it more difficult, particularly for voters to move often or younger voters to participate. One is the legislative requirement that your driver's license address match your voter registration address. That Mm -hmm. still is in place, and that's not impacted uh, by the um, by the amendments last year. However, the more significant of the two is was the requirement that when you register to vote by mail, as many students do on on campus voting drives or, you know, elsewhere, uh, you have to vote in person the first time. That now uh, is no longer a requirement. Voters now have a right in every election to vote by mail, no questions asked. Uh, And so uh, that has that's significant in in making it easier for students to vote simply because if if a student is away in college, they may not be able to get home and and vote the first time in their first election, uh, which previously was a requirement that they had to do that in the precinct. Now they don't. Uh, And so we hope that students will take advantage of that uh, provision, vote by mail and have their voice heard in uh, not just today's election, but of course, next year as well. Right. So, uh, Jocelyn, this is the first election that you're overseeing as secretary of state. Uh, Let's talk about what that means for you personally and whether you found challenges in making sure this goes off that uh, you didn't anticipate. Well, it's it's certainly momentous. And, you know, not soon after, you know, we lost our our dear judge, Damon Keith, who really inspired is a big part of my inspiration to do this work and voting rights work uh, to really uh, now have a direct opportunity to ensure our elections are run well uh, and to work with all our local clerks in doing so. It's it's um, it's, a, it's a special day for, for me personally to, to do this work uh, and to work with our clerks and our voters. Uh, and but but secondly, we're also seeing and, and as we've seen these, these past four months that I've been in office. Uh, how um, detailed and intricate our election administration system is here in Michigan because our local clerks play such a significant role in preparing the ballots, training poll workers, uh, all of which uh, we've known and has been in place for a long time, but it makes it, um, it makes election reform a much more collaborative process because in order for any statewide policy to actually work at the local level, you need the support and involvement and uh, cooperation of the, uh, the local election administrators. Uh, so that's been uh, a, um, a, you know, an ongoing effort to build those relationships and, and to make sure that um, I've got, you know, I, I called every single one of our 83 county clerks in my first month in <laughs> office just to talk through their specific challenges um, because I'm there to have their back and to get them the stuff they need to, um, to do the work that we're all uh, elected to do and make our voting system work well for all citizens. Yeah. Uh, what, what things do you anticipate changing uh, under your watch when it comes to how elections are run? I mean, we have had a, a number of issues crop up in Michigan uh, during elections, uh, mostly, I think, related to the underfunding of clerks and clerks offices yeah. uh, and, and also just uh, the, the training that that people need to be able to know how to work the polls uh, is probably not where it, where it should be. Are those things that you have your eye on for change? Yes. In fact, I, I just testified before the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights last week about, uh, in, uh, about the importance of ensuring our poll workers are effectively trained 
uh, and uh, you know to to do the work that, that they're assigned to do on election day because we could do everything we can to encourage people to participate in our elections, do everything we can with the right rules and protections in place, but it can all fall apart at the polling place uh, if you don't have. Uh, poll workers who are trained effectively to both enforce the law and ensure everything goes smoothly. So that's going to be a big priority of my administration, particularly in the lead up to next year, working with our localities to recruit and train a, a strong professional workforce of poll workers. Uh, and uh, and then secondly, uh, continue to work to look at our legislation uh, and our laws uh, to, um, to continue to push us forward in, in having uh, accessible and secure elections, uh, making it so if, if someone is 16 or 17 that they can pre-register when they get their license, for example. Uh, that's in place in many other states uh, that, that you know, we can now easily implement here with our uh, additional laws that we've just enacted. Uh, and then finally, uh, election security is a growing and critical issue. Um, I'm actually on my way to, to Washington tomorrow to testify before Congress and the House Administration Committee on what we're doing in Michigan to secure our elections, because this is a important partnership at the state, local, and federal level that we've got to um, take seriously and, and really bring the best minds to Michigan, as I've worked to do, to advise us on how we can protect our voter registration data, secure our machines, and ensure the voting results are accurate on election night. Yeah. Uh, what about that funding issue for clerks? Uh, mm-hmm. That comes up over and over again. We never seem to, to be able to figure out how to get them more resources, especially here in the city of Detroit. That really does matter uh, in terms of yeah. the way that uh, elections play out. Yeah, I'm trying to find, well, one, yes, we, whatever we do, it's, it can't substitute for additional investment at the state and local level. The local level in particular, but also even the federal level, those federal resources, state and, and local financial resources to help ensure our clerks have state-of-the-art voting machines, enough staff to count these absentee ballots that are going to be coming in at record numbers. Uh, enough to, to recruit and train a, a talented workforce of poll workers that are going to be out there on the front lines uh, and, you know, all the other resources they need to print ballots and to ensure their security. So, so underfunding of elections is a perennial issue, uh, and it's something that requires every level of government to, to be a partner in. Uh, and, uh, and I'm also trying to find ways that we can, you know, with, um, you know, with caveats, enable public-private partnerships to help uh, support a lot of these efforts whether it's having companies give their employees the day off to serve as poll workers, mm-hmm. which can alleviate some financial considerations or other things like that. I think there are ways that, that we can all um, you know, support our, our election administrators, and, um, and I'm trying to find creative ways that we can do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jocelyn Benson, Michigan Secretary of State. Really great to catch up with you here on the first election day of your new administration. Mm-hmm. Likewise. Thanks, Stephen. Talk to you soon. Yeah, we'll talk with you soon. Up next, uh, we're going to talk about the recent flooding here in Metro Detroit and how it's not just a weather issue. This is an infrastructure issue as well. Also, tune in tomorrow. We're going to talk about the food economy here in and around Detroit. Stay with us on Detroit Today. Detroit Today.